I'm terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. I've had to say it. I've had to say it in moments where I had to say it about five times until I believed it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Stoked you're here. We're going to have a great talk today. I'm really excited about what we got going on. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit real quickly about kind of the newness, something new we're doing a little bit this year uh, when it comes to solo episodes um, and also episodes with guests. Um, Typically, every episode, we've asked questions. The titles of our episodes have been questions. That's going to remain the foundation of this podcast. But I think something that's going to be really cool about this podcast this season is we're also going to be implementing things that um, and topics that we are often thinking to ourselves. Sometimes that may be in the form of a question or sometimes it may be in the form of um, something we think. Maybe it's a negative thing we think. I know we have an episode planned where we guess, where the episode is, I'm not qualified to share the gospel. So as, we, as this podcast grows and evolves, I thought it was really important this year that we address the things that um, oftentimes we're tormenting ourselves with that are almost questions. They're questions about our faith. They're questions about who we are. They're doubts about who we are and who God has called us to be. And so this year, this season, we're going to go after those things as well. Coincidentally, Today, we have a question for you guys, but I just kind of wanted to let you know about that. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, share with some friends, um, and yeah, let's get after today. So today, we're asking the question, am I rushing or am I trusting God? Now, this question was sparked a little bit out of our episode with Miles Minnick. If you did not listen to that, that was the first episode of season three. Go give that episode a listen. It's super good, super fun, but also the Holy Spirit showed up. There's oil on that episode. You're going to be encouraged if you go listen to it. So go listen to it. It's about trailblazing and dream chasing. Um, But Miles asked the question, hey, are we trusting God or are we rushing God? And uh, we briefed over it a little bit, but I really wanted to go into in depth today um, to answer this question. It's something that I have had to answer and ask myself in the past. And um, it's something the Lord has been teaching me over the last like handful of months, what it truly looks like to trust God. And so I'm really excited today to kind of jump into this. You're going to hear today the revelation out of my own life. This has been the lesson, like the singular lesson that the Holy Spirit has been teaching me um, the last three to six months. And something that I'm proud to say I've been able to implement into my life um, on a somewhat successful and frequent basis um, because of this revelation that's transformed um, the way that I carry peace, the way that I trust God, the way that I see situations. Um, It transformed my entire perspective on my whole life, if I'm being honest with you. And truthfully, I've had a pretty decent one. I'm like naturally optimistic, um, but it's transformed, I would say, the core of who I am, this revelation. So I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Um, Let's pray. Let's jump into this thing. Holy Spirit, we love you. Jesus, we love you. And we just invite you into this podcast. We just ask, would you speak? Would you speak clearly? Uh, Would you encourage us? Would you encourage our spirit? Would you teach us today what you would like to teach us? Would you show us how to trust you fully? Would you show us how to wait on you? We will wait on you, Lord. And we know that you have best things for us. So God, we love you. Um, We trust you. And um, 
God, I just pray a blessing over every single listener right now, Jesus. Would you just encourage their soul um, and would you show them that you are the God that they can trust? You are the God who provides, God. You are the God who comes through, that you'll never leave nor forsake, that you'll never abandon, um, that you're closer than a brother, you're closer than a friend, that you're close to them at all times. Would you just leave us with that encouragement today? We love you. And everybody said, I make y'all do it every time. Everybody said, amen. We all said it together. Make sure you say it. You gotta say it out loud. Like, I don't care where you are right now. Even if you're like at the gym, you give, give me a little, hey amen. It's like, say it. All right, today we're, we're got a foundational scripture that's gonna outline our entire talk for the rest of the day. And it is the scripture that the Lord has given me for this year for my life. And I'm gonna share it with you guys vulnerably. <laughs> it's like, it's for everybody. Um, Isaiah 26, 26, one through nine. It says, in that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. And I really believe, actually, if I can pause for a second, that I think that this is prophetically declaring, yes, this was declaring, this was a prophet, the prophet Isaiah declaring that Judah would sing this song, but also Judah was the chosen people of God. I believe that everybody who accepts Jesus becomes the chosen people of God. I think that in, in this day, and I think God is saying in this day, everyone will sing this song. Our city is strong. We're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. In other words, he's not talking about a city, he's talking about you. I'm strong, I'm surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. He humbles the proud and brings down the arrogant city. He brings it down to the dust. Verse six, the poor and oppressed trample it underfoot and the, need, and the needy walk over it. But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and it is not rough. You are a God who does what is right and you smooth out the path ahead of me. Lord, we show you our trust in you by obeying your law. Our heart's desire is to glorify your name. In the night, I search for you. And in the morning, I earnestly seek you. This verse is the verse that I believe will help you to live by, to help you understand what it looks like to live a life that you actually trust Jesus. This is the truth. And the truth bomb, the crux of this podcast today, are you ready for it? You have two options in your life, two. You either trust God or you don't. You do not get any other option. This revelation came to me one day when I was praying. I was talking to God about Yonah and we needed a bunch of stuff. There were some other things going on in my life and I was just, God, I'm like, Lord, I just need you to come through. I was starting to get frustrated. I'm like, God, I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm working, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm doing all the things. God, I need provision. I need help. I need you to come through. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Caden, you trust me or you don't. The middle, it doesn't exist. And so I, I was like, okay, that's, a, that's crazy. That's a crazy way to think. So I, I had to search the scriptures for it, and I found so much evidence. And the first evidence I found was in Mark 9, um, there, a man brings his son to Jesus, and he says, Jesus, heal my son. And Jesus says, do you believe? And, and the man says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. 
And now I used to think that that was because belief and unbelief can exist. They can be mutually existing. They can exist at the same time. However, when I read it again to search the scriptures about what the Holy Spirit told me, God showed me that the man knew that he believed, but he had a presence of doubt. And the presence of doubt did not allow him to live in the fullness of trust. When the, when the man says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief, Jesus says, okay, and he heals his son. Essentially, what happens in that scripture is the man comes to Jesus and he says, I do believe, but there's a presence of doubt. And, and Jesus says, let me help you remove the doubt. Because when you remove the doubt, you get to live in the, in the fullness of trust, which in the fullness of trust, you get to walk in miracles. You get to have peace in situations. You get to have God intervene in situations. Today, when we're asking the question, am I rushing or am I trusting? You only have two options because the reality is rushing is not trusting. You either trust God or you don't. The in-between only leads to doubt. The, well, I do, I do believe in God, but like, I do trust that God's come through. But like, what about, I do, I know, I know what he said, but like, I don't know if I can, I know that area that you live in where you give, it's this, this back and forth, this, I do, but I don't, I do, but I don't, I do, but I do, I'm not sure. I do sort of that area is enough of, of a, a, a doubt, enough doubt that it can creep into your mindset and make you live in doubt. Let me ask you a question. If I told you a story and then I said to you, hey, do you trust me that that story was true? And you said, yeah, but you immediately negated the fact that you trusted me. If, if I told you a story about, hey, one time when I was camping, when I was a little kid, I walked outside of a campsite and I was five feet away from a grizzly bear. Do you believe me? Yeah, but I don't think you could survive five feet away from a grizzly bear. Wait, I thought you said, yeah. And then you followed up with, but I don't think. So really, no, you actually don't trust me. And I think a lot of us, we live in that exact spot. God tells us something and he goes, do you trust me? And you go, yeah, but I don't think I can raise that money. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I know I've never seen somebody healed before. Yeah, but... And what we actually don't realize is our yeah, but answer is really a doubting answer. We don't trust God. You have two options in life. You trust him or you don't. And practically what this has looked like in my life over the last handful of months as I begin to implement it, it's looked like a daily mindset that I battle to uphold. So I'll say out loud, you can ask the people in my life, I'll say out loud in situations I need it, I trust God. Hey, Kay, this happened. I trust God. Hey, this fell through. I trust God. Hey, we can't afford. I trust God. Hey, we can't. I trust God. Hey, that didn't happen. I trust God. Because you either do or you don't. It's the simplicity of it. And I think truthfully, the Western church and Western Christianity has allowed for us to live for too long in this dichotomy of I do, but I don't. And what we don't realize is that dichotomy is actually not a dichotomy. It's actually a singularity. And when you live in this, this both, you're actually only living in the doubt. It's not a dichotomy. It's a singularity of doubt.
Let me show you something really cool in this verse. It says, it says, you will keep in verse three, Isaiah 26, verse three, it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Now there's a comma. And then it says, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Let me explain to you. Let me give you a little key about how you actually trust God. This is saying right here, all who trust in you, comma, are all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So in order to fully trust God, you must have your thoughts fully fixed on God. I trust God. When things happen in your life and the doubt begins to creep in, you make the choice in your thoughts, in your mind, and you say, I trust God. It's called renewing your mind. I trust God. I'm terrified. I don't know what's gonna happen. I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. I've had to say it. I've had to say it in moments where I had to say it about five times until I believed it. But as you begin to exercise this muscle of I trust God, I trust Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. God. I trust God. I fix my thoughts on God. I know God is my provider. I know God comes through. I know that I'll wait on him. I know that waiting on him is the best thing to do. I know that waiting on him is actually the reason that I was born. The wait on Jesus is the purpose for our life. I know that you can begin to tell yourself the things and the promises of scripture to help you. What does verse three say? Keep you in perfect peace. I cannot explain to you the peace beyond comprehension that has come into my life since I've been able to implement this thing in my life. I was sharing this revelation with my mom and she told me yesterday, um, she was driving uh, home from seeing her mom and my grandma has dementia and my mom was telling me this story and she said that um, she actually was very concerned about her mom and she was scared and sad. And she just began to declare through tears in her eyes, through pain in her voice, I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. Because you only get one option in your life. But when you're allowed, you allow your mind to think on the things of the Lord, to keep your thoughts fixed on Jesus, you understand that trusting in God is the best decision you could ever make in your life. Why? Because he's the creator. He's the provider. He's the upholder. He's the protector of your soul. And he wants the best for your life. I trust God is a revelation that has shifted the trajectory of my mind. And I think it can do the same 
truthfully do the same for you. I want to show you uh, something else. Matthew 17. I'm going to read this whole passage real quickly. It says, At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. This is talking about Jesus and his disciples. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. I want you to watch this in verse 17. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, hey, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And watch this in verse 20. Jesus says, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could see to, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. In verse 17, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, you faithless and corrupt people. (laughs) Is that harsh? But I want you to see this. Jesus' disciples often lived in the middle. The middle between I trust God or I don't. And Jesus' disciples, they trusted him enough to walk with him, to, to, to follow him where he went, to to sleep at the same camp, to listen to his sermons. They trusted him enough to do all those things, but they didn't trust him enough to see miracles happen. So they lived in the middle. They lived in the the, the dichotomy of the middle and Jesus actually calls the middle corrupt. He calls the middle faithless and corrupt. Why? Because the middle is doubt and the middle keeps you from walking in full trust with God. He says in verse 20, when the disciples ask him, hey, what happened? Why couldn't we do that? Jesus says, you don't have enough faith. And the the thing that is interesting is God's not talking about the amount of faith. He's talking about the full decision that you trust God or you don't. He's actually saying here, you don't trust me enough, fully You haven't made the decision. I trust God. And so he has to actually rebuke his own disciples and their own behavior. That's proof again that the middle is not a place that we believers can live. In another verse, Jesus says in scripture, he says, it is better for you to be hot or to be cold because if you were lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now, let me give you some context about this verse that a lot of people do not know. So when Jesus was talking about this, he was actually standing in a city that got their water one of two ways. They lived a city, they were a city below another city, and their water came from um, an aqueduct from the uh, city above them. So their cold water source came from a aqueduct from the city above them, but their hot water source came from a natural spring that created steaming hot water. So actually this city, this region, this area that Jesus is in, that he's talking to these people, they're used to having ice cold water from this stream and hot boiling water from this spring. Now here's the interesting part. This, the stream and the spring, they actually 
they actually intersect at one point before this city. And at that point, the crossing of the cold water and the hot water created a uh, a spit up of mud, dust, dirt, uh, particles, and it made lukewarm, muddy water. So the people, they had to actually hike a little bit to get their water sources, their water from the sources before the two streams intersected. So the people either got cold water or they got hot water. A lot of people think this verse is saying you need to be hot, cold, whatever, like one is better than the other. No, Jesus is saying you just have to make a decision about which one you want because you can't have both. You either trust me or you don't. You either get cold water or you get hot water. In, in those times, the cold water was used for drinking and the hot water was used for ceremonial cleaning. You either get one or you get the other. Nobody went to the dirty, mucky water to drink it. Why? Because the middle was toxic. What we don't believe, we don't understand as believers is when we're rushing God and when we're not trusting God, when we're uh, not waiting on God, when we're trying to force God's hand is we're actually living in a toxic state. The middle will actually leave you powerless and anxious. The middle is not a place Christians were ever made to live in. They were made to live in, I trust God. They were never meant, we were never meant to live in this, this idea that we don't fully trust God. We were only meant to live in the understanding that God is good, that God provides, that he's not a liar, that he, is, he does what he says, that he's the author and the finisher. That's where we live. That's where we dwell. We can't sit in the middle. It's impossible. You have to pick a side. And I'm really believing that after this episode, you're going to pick the side where you're going to say, I trust God. I trust God. I've seen him come through. I've seen him come through in my life. And let me just encourage you back to Isaiah 26. Let me just encourage you what this scripture says. It says, for those who are righteous, and let me pause. Scripture says that all who receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior get washed clean by the blood of Jesus and they become righteous in the sight of God. So if you are a Christian and you have given your life to Jesus, you're considered righteous. This scripture says, for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and the way is not rough. You are a God who does what is right and you smooth out the path ahead of me. You know what I think about this verse? I think that this verse is talking less physical and it's talking more spiritual and emotional. The path is not steep and rough in your mind when you trust God. The path is smooth out ahead of you when you trust God. The peace beyond understanding is available when you trust God. The the, the truth is, is that we have access to this. And all it takes is a mindset shift. All it takes is the renewal of the mind. All it takes is you to say over situations, I trust God. 
And I can only speak confidently about this because God's been teaching me this for the last six months. And for the first three months, I struggled through it. And then one day it started to click and the muscle got strengthened. And the next thing you know, I was just saying, I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. And I'm telling people around me and they're starting to do it. And they're starting to say, listen, I'm experiencing breakthrough. I'm experiencing freedom. I'm experiencing freedom from anxiety, freedom from stress, freedom from worry, freedom from pain. I'm experiencing freedom because I'm walking and living in the fullness of trusting God in all circumstances and situations. I trust God. It's my anthem. And it can be your anthem too. The ability to live a life full of freedom and fullness already exists. God already handled it on the cross. He already offered it to you. He said, you can live in the fullness of my kingdom on earth now. What stops us is our doubt. What stops us is our rushing. What stops us is our inability to wait. Scripture says that those who wait on the Lord, they will soar high on wings like eagles, that they will walk and not grow weary, that they will run and not faint. I don't know about you. I would love to soar on a wing like an eagle. I would love to have eternal energy to run, to walk in the calling that God's placed on my life. And does that scripture in Deuteronomy outlines it? It says those who trust in the Lord. And I think that that's you now. So I just want to encourage you as I end this podcast right now, as I end this episode, we're trying to keep them a little bit shorter for the solo episodes this season. But I just want to tell you that you have the ability to fully trust in God, that your situation, your circumstances, the lies people have told you, how you grew up, your past relationships, the mistakes you've made, all of those are washed away. And none of those are able to affect how you trust God. You trust God because he's good not because of your circumstance. I love you guys. Let me pray for you and just leave you with a prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for every single listener right now, God. I thank you for every single person that where they are in their life, God, where they are in their circumstance. And Lord, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you just give them? Mm. I just feel like, God, you're saying right now that you are gonna give them the ability to trust you, that you are gonna give them the strength to keep going, that you are gonna give them the faith to move mountains, when they learn how to renew their mind and speak over the life, I trust God. So Lord, I just pray right now, would you just move miraculously in our lives as we learn to trust you? It's in your name that we pray, amen. Share this episode with a friend if it encouraged you and uh, we will see you in the next one. Love y'all. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.